0: Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat the illusion of a dead horse because the truth of the dead horse is far more horrifying than the ordinary mind can comprehend, 1d6 damage at a time. Or do we? This week, we're reviewing Cult Beyond the Veil, a role-playing game from Sweden that was translated barely into American, English, English and then released on an unsuspecting public sometime in the early 2000s on System Mastery. Welcome back to System Mastery. I'm your host, Jeff, joined, as always, by my other host, John. John, how are you? I'm so good. It's always important to start these high energy like we're actually doing some kind of real thing and not just goofing about for an hour. You goof. (laughs) Whoa, don't get all psychosexual on me, Pete. This is is serious. (laughs) That's all Pete knows how to do, you goof. (laughs) Why don't you come inside for a little bit of barbecue, you goof. Why don't you join me in the hot tub, goof? (laughs) goof. God damn it. Uh, if, if they could only remake that show and lean heavily on it, it'd be like the Riverdale of Goof Troop. Oh, my God. Goof Trooperdale. If, if they made a, like, super hyper sex version, like a CW Goof Troop, I would be so on board. I would stand for that even if it didn't exist. I stand for that now and it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. CW Goof Troop. Hashtag CW Goof Troop. <laughs> 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 uh <sighs> Ooh, Pistol Pete's <pizza>. Pistol Pete There's <laughs> a reason they call me Pistol Pete goof That's the wife <laughs> I think wait yeah Yeah I think her name is No was she Pistol pe- Pete? Well Pistol okay Pistol is the daughter I think yeah. Uh what's that family's last name Max and p- Pete and and P P Peepers 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 deepers <laughs> Peepers deepers yeah, but the names are like Peg, Pete, Pistol, and PJ, right? Yeah. That's sure. the family? Yeah. Yeah, now imagine if they were all sexed up. Now imagine sex havers. Except for PJ. PJ's ace. Oh, yeah. He's in. He's just he's just sort of the observer telling you all about the horrible things that go on in town. Yeah, well, he's he's really there more as like a confidant and enabler to Max. You think he might be a Jughead? Like, if we're doing... If, we're, if In CW Goof Trope, is he... Do you the, think he might be a juggalo? <laughs> huh? Do you think you know PJ's what? a juggalo? He's got the body type for it. If we're pushing them forward so they're a few years older, then sure, he could be a juggalo. Yeah, I think Pete's an oh, ace no, juggalo Max. that's really big into trying to get Max laid. <laughs> Max, you want to listen to this Twisted Side album with me? <laughs> and I can't think of what Max sounds like. Uh... He's the same voice actor as, like, Tommy Pickles and stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he is. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Please. Please correct me immediately. Please. If you can't do it in the next five minutes, don't. Just don't. Just stop. Don't try. That's your time limit. That's it. Mm-hmm. Starting now. Anyway, we're reviewing Cult today. Cult, baby. Now, we have gotten some, uh, some asks for this before. People have been wanting us to review this. And after cracking it open and looking, I know why. I see why. This book was written by the following folks, John uh, Nils Glickson, Stefan L. Jungvist, uh, Terry Amthor, and Jason Fryer. And Jason. A, a, a dude who does not have a Swedish name. Because you say, well, maybe he does. I don't know. This book is extremely Swedish, John. It's so Swedish. Mm hmm. I don't know. I mean, are the Swedes notoriously into Gnosticism? I don't know what's going on with that exactly, but the book was released in 2001 in Sweden and then in 2003 in the U.S., and it's just a translation that we're reading here, and uh, it's not a very good one. There's a lot of weird grammar in this book that kind of takes you aback. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here in th- I mean, you're already reading an RPG based on, like, Gnostic religion. Yeah, that's so... true. But the fa- every once in a while, when they, they forget to translate an and or something, and they leave it as och. And you're like, what the hell? What? Huh? <laughs> Latte. It's a, it's a, it's got some flavor to it. It's got some texture to the language that's kind of fun to go it's through. It's a little bumpy. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it's like reading an RPG with flavor crystals. <laughs> they burst in your mouth, and they taste of Swedish things, a Swedish fish. Each one bursts with the flavor of either Swedish fish balls or lingonberry, <laughs> or lingon balls. <laughs> Or Lincoln's balls. Uh, what's a Lincoln? <laughs> uh, yeah. Malingam salam. Uh, okay, no, but wait, is Lincoln's balls one of the things that like Superman or Spider Man's editors would say? What? Great Lincoln's balls. Did that sound I'm right? I'm pretty sure they would not say balls no. at all. Stupid Hayes Code. Wait, that's the movie one. Great comic, uh, uh, the comic authority. Comic code authority. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the book is, as John mentioned, Uh, A little on the Gnostic side. And by that I mean it is entirely on the Gnostic side. Mm -hmm. It is right out the gate like, hey, uh, let's start with a quote from a Gnostic text Mm -hmm. and then just... This is Gnosticism the RPG. Well, okay, I know a little bit about Gnosticism, John, because I'm a because weirdo. Because I've watched The Matrix. <laughs> okay, fine, also because I've watched The Matrix, but also because I'm a weirdo in general. Yes, uh, I mean, you're the type of person that I would expect to know anything about Gnosticism just because you fell into a weird Wikipedia hole at some it's point. The same reason I know anything about, for example, Rosicrucianism. Yeah, uh, it's just something where you're like... Huh, I should look that up. And then you sure. just sit there for some reason. That word showed up in a book. I'm going to look up what it means. Yeah. that's that, And that is the kind of person I am. I have to know what everything. So I know what Gnostics are for the basics. But, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who probably aren't even correctly picturing the G at the start of that. So why don't we explain to them just a little bit about what Gnosticism is. So the, the idea from the Gnostics was basically that What we are living in is an illusion. I mean, it really is very The Matrix. Mm -hmm. The world we are in is not real, and we are actually godlike beings that are trapped in this sort of weird illusionary world by a Mm demiurge. And we can... uh, I mean, the old school thing is Jesus was enlightened and was trying to tell us how to rise above our own failings that we could end up like becoming actual godlike beings again. Yeah, that was to me when I was when I first learned about it like looking up on Wikipedia or whatever. The the takeaway I pulled from it was everyone in the world is actually some sort of godlike being or or almost an angel kind of thing. Uh but they've all been trapped in an illusory prison that makes them think they're just pathetic mortals. Uh but if you can figure out a way to cast aside the veil of the illusion, then you can reclaim the godlike... Sp- and, and the idea is that everyone's... Or not even everyone. A lot of Gnostics were pretty uh, cloistered about it. They are like, yeah, uh, some people have a spark in them that, may- that that lets you know that they have godlike divinity and can someday become a god if they just do the right thing exactly, which is probably, fuck me, right, ladies? <laughs> eh, c- couldn't be wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's ba- anytime you get into any sort of like heavy religious belief. There's going to be someone who's like, "Eh, use this for my dick?" Yeah. Eh? So, but the idea is that uh the, it, people have a divine spark within them that they can learn to kind of like use to to un to pierce the veil of of falsehood. And you know, it's just like the Matrix except their uh their Agent Smith is played by Hugh Laurie. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. It's the same thing. Yeah. And uh the, instead of there being the uh the the oracle, there's the demiurge. <laughs> That's not remotely true. I mean, you I mean, would... I mean, you're, I'm mean, correct that there isn't an oracle, and there is a demiurge, though, aren't I? Yeah, but they aren't, you know, analogous in any way. I didn't say they were analogous. Not specifically. <laughs> you said instead of. <laughs> that is true, but that doesn't necessarily imply analogous. Yes, it does, in fact, <laughs> imply that. Let's go play Flux. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so the actual game itself, uh, is it's, it's extremely Gnostic. The Demiurge is in there. Yeah, instead of your Agent Smith, you've got an Asteroth. Is that one right? Is that one at least uh, a little right? I mean, more so. <laughs> I instead mean, if you an, had said instead of the Architect, you've got the Demiurge, that would be closer. I forgot the Architect was in there. Uh, and now I'm remembering him. And all I remember, all ever remember about the Architect is that he used a lot of words for therefore. And instead of the Merovingian, you have nothing, because who wants that? <laughs> and instead of those weird vampire ghost twins oh you still have vampire ghost twins oh that's right they're still in there i forgot (laughs) so yeah the the whole thing is you are gonna play mortals that are on their way to enlightenment well they're trying anyway like i mean that's getting ahead of ourselves a little bit but man this is another one of those games where you're like Dude, what do you want me to do with this game exactly? Yeah, it's definitely one of those games where the underpants... It's, it's the underpants gnomes. Where it's like, uh, you know, your character. Build a character. Uh, here's an empty box. And at the end, attain enlightenment or something. Yeah. And you're like, what, what's the middle box? Don't worry about it. Yeah, step one, Gnosticism. Step two, shrug. Yeah. Step three, profit. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening here. And oh my God, John, I'm so distracted because I accidentally let that rainbow light on. I know, you're like a baby. I, it's because it's there's a literal baby that's in here all the time. Yeah, but you are like a baby. Oh, because I'm distracted by it? By lights. I I have very strong ADHD. I'm I dist- know you do. I'm distracted by virtually anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> So, but yeah, I I accidentally I have a rainbow light bulb installed in my room that I use for Sage's entertainment when she's hanging out in here, and I accidentally left it turned on, so the whole room is flashing rainbow colors right now. It's great. It's a very psychedelic episode. I mean, it's very light. (laughs) Yeah, for you, it's not super noticeable. You're you're looking my way. It's in my field. Staring at it. Yeah, it's in my field of vision. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I have to like look behind me to see it, so I'm fine. This was, I, I mean, I could stop, turn it off, and do that, but that would require editing, and and, and God knows <laughs> we don't do that on this show. That's not a thing we do. Come on now. So, how do you build a character in this game? So, this game has uh, some stats, and I mean your your general things: your strength, constitution, agility. I'll, I'll take a look at the actual character sheet. You know, John. Let me just clarify: this is probably, if not. The first, at least one of the first uh character sheets I've seen in a uh, published book that has a wiener on it. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> it is it is the only bipinist character sheet that we have seen. Yeah, there's there's a prime front and center wiener right there. I mean, yes, it's just a picture. They they trace the Vitruvian Man into here. Yes, but still, it's front and center. Ween and bisected ween, no less, because it's op. It, it occupies two different. <laughs> well, I boxes I know what we're doing next October. <laughs> Welcome to bisected weed. Bisected weed. <laughs> What's it even going to be? Like, movies that have two parts? (laughs) It has to be a holiday movie and a Halloween movie. Like, two different holidays. Although, I mean, this would be for our books, so it would be a two-parter RPG. I guess so. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so. uh, The stats are... uh, Strength, Ego, Agility, Perception, Constitution, Education, Charisma, and Comeliness. Now, this is a game with a comeliness stat. And it doesn't do anything. <laughs> it does nothing. It's like they included it because they were like, uh, seven stats, boo. <laughs> I mean, it's in there because someone was like, but how How, how am I going to know how hot my sex wizard is? And they're like, fine, here's a comeliness stat. Does it have literally any bearing? No. no. There is Although- no uh, skill mm-hmm. that's based off of comeliness. It is not used for anything you don't get anything derived from it it's just there yeah stats in this game range from three to question marks with the average human maximum being around 20 but you can get it above 20 of those the question marks uh and yeah comeliness does fuck all the other stats even in the descriptions of the stats it's like hey this is what strength does here are three examples here are three examples of what constitution does here are three examples of when you'd make an ego roll. what's comeliness it's how hot you are I mean, it basically says, "Uh, maybe if you're hot, then your GM might have people be favorable towards you to start with." But remember, charisma also matters because. They could think you're attractive, but then you could be annoying. I'm like, okay, great. Sure. This is the worst. It doesn't say people, by the way, John. This is the first weird point in the tennis match in this game of what to do with seduction type stuff. Because in the comeliness stat, it's like, this can make you more attractive to members of the opposite sex. Yeah, and seduction is also a, oh, members of the opposite sex, sexiness. (laughs) Yeah. But later on, there is sex wizardry, Mm -hmm. and they're like... Hey, if you want to get some homo fucking down, go for it. We don't care. Yeah, that's gay fine. Gay people can be sex wizards. The magic works if you're gay or not. Don't even think about it, bro. It's fine. They even mentioned it in the section about tantric sex. They're like, hey, sometimes there's homosexual tantric sex. Don't worry about it. So it's it weirdly waffles back and forth. I'm blaming it on the translator in this case. I mean, the tra- sure. Because the translator was just the only person in the world who spoke Swedish and also knew how to write RPGs and just was like, all right, seduction. I've, I've written out seduction rules before. It's opposite sex. That's, that- that's what the word are there it is? So, uh, so yeah, so in addition to comeliness doing absolutely nothing, the only real stats that matter a lot mm-hmm. are agility and constitution and ego. If you plan to use this game's mind-bendingly terrible spell system. Yeah, which, uh why would you even uh, It's going to be 80% of our conversation today, unless I manage to drag up CW Goof Troop again. Hashtag <laughs> CW Goof Troop. <laughs> <laughs> like, the the game has all of these stats, and like you say, there's ego if you want to be a caster, but if you don't, it doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, education gets you a few more skill points, but that's, eh, who cares? Mm-hmm. And agility is... You get plenty anyway. Well, agility is the uh, uh, action advantage stat because, yeah, because you, of you can course, have, get more. you can have two or three... Ac- or can you get to four? Can you, yeah, can you-, you can get to four baseline yeah. if you go up to 20. Yeah, which means everyone's doing that. Yep, and... In addition, agility also is the stat for pretty much all of your combat stuff, so anytime you want to hit someone or dodge something or do anything like that, you're going to use agility. Yeah, it's one of those games where it's like, yeah, strength is very useful if you want to hit people with a bat or a sword or something, but the year is 2001, so you're just going to shoot them. Well, even then, strength isn't what you use to hit people with a bat or a sword. It's all agility. It's agility, but then you get a bonus to damage based on your strength. Except you don't. You get a bonus to damage based on your con plus strength. Ah, that's correct. Yes, thank you. And con gives you all of your hit points, and it gives you a lot more for, like, your endurance level, where strength doesn't. So, hit points in this game are a wound track system, sort of. Yeah, it's based on how high your constitution is. Mm -hmm. You can have... More levels of certain wounds. So there are are like four types of wounds. There's scratches, light wounds... Serious Wounds and Fatal Wounds. Yeah, and, and three... Well, it's not three. It's your constitution score gives you a result on a table of what how many of each one of those is equivalent to the next level. So, for example, if you have a constitution of ten, like a normal kind of folk, you have three scratches equals a light wound, three wounds equals a serious wound, uh, and two serious wounds, wounds is, is fatal or something like that. But it changes as you go up in level. So if you have a 20 constitution, it's like five scratches equals a light wound. It's... It's real weird, and... It's functional, it's just, yeah, it's weird. And, and they're cumulative. Like, yeah. if you take a bunch of scratches, then suddenly you have a light wound. Yeah, so, uh, the way that the system really works is mostly you max out constitution and agility, because that's the only way you're going to stay alive. mm mm-hmm. uh, Ego, if you want to be a spellcaster, your comeliness can be at a three, because who gives a shit? Yeah. And uh, I do like that the one disadvantage for you are super ugly, they mentioned like, oh, you can't take this one if you don't have a, a beauty score above 10, or a comeliness score above 10, because otherwise it wouldn't be a disadvantage. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but also the disadvantage could be the only thing. Yeah, but then you also can't get I'm super sexy as an advantage that unless could you're just, above yeah, whatever. That could just be an advantage. Why is comeliness in here? Yep. It could just be those two, the advantage and the disadvantage. By the way, John's saying that the only way you could play this game is to max, the the right way to play this game is to max your agility and your constitution so that you, like, are really strong in combat. But there's no suggestion I can find in the book anywhere that combat's a thing you should do. Uh, no, not that it is a thing you should do. But by God, it's, I don't know, one of the few ways you can interact with the game. (laughs) Because. I mean, heavens knows if I just say, my dude meditates. John, there's no such thing as heavens. There's the metropolis. Ah, yes, metropolis knows. (laughs) There is a hell, though. That's true. And it's our own trappings. You see, we're trapped here because Mm -hmm. we believe we should be. Yeah. Now, if we can rise above our own weird belief that we should be punished mm-hmm. then we can achieve enlightenment i'm sorry i was too busy dancing to te- to chemical brothers jams I, <laughs> and putting on cool sunglasses i had so many guns you guys <laughs> drink your powerade <laughs> so uh so making a character you get all your stats down and you've got points to spend on that uh then you're going to get a choice of advantages and disadvantages whoo fun to talk about which, oh, fucking christ the the advantage disadvantage system in this game is possibly one of the if not the worst the dumbest i've seen i would just say it, it looks as though it was written by someone who had seen them before and it had missed some fundamental key points Didn't really realize what a merits and flaws system was there for, and decided to just put weird, like, nonsensical point values to things. Mm -hmm. Well, John, what if I told you? What if I spun for you a world where there was a disadvantage system, where there were disadvantages were just, like, role-playing challenges you gave yourself? Like, for example, uh, Class Clown, you have to tell jokes all the time. Done. You get ten points. Like, that sounds crazy, right? And, like, a terrible idea that Jeff would hate? Yeah. What if I told you of a magic world where they did the same thing in the advantages section <laughs> where you could spend or you could spend your hard earned points in order to get role playing things that do nothing and you could role play without them indeed <laughs> if I want to have the advantage of largesse mm-hmm. where I am very generous and I give away my belongings to people. Why, that will only cost me ten of my points. Yeah. Or could I please spend five of my points in exchange for being a pacifist who will never get into physical combat with another even if attacked? Why, sure you can spend your points to do that. (laughs) Wonderful. And at the same time, may I spend ten points to be altruistic, (laughs) which also includes giving all my stuff away. Yeah, I mean, you may as well spend all of your points on being all of the different versions of Generous that exist. hmm there are several. And Ugh. at the end, I can play my character however I want, because there's no mechanical structure to any of this. Yay! Now, there are dozens of advantages and disadvantages in this system, which do come equipped with with mechanical effects. Yeah, the the fact that you can look at disadvantages and go like... Ooh, here's one that makes it so that, like, I have a penalty to running or something. Like, I have a limp. Yeah. Okay, sure, I get that. And then there's one where it's just, you're you're a gambler. Okay, I, paid tw- I I got 20 points for that. What does that mean? You like to gamble. No, but mechanically, what does that mean? Uh, I don't, you're a gambler. What don't you understand about this? I, it's supposed to be the sort of thing where, I guess, the, the DM or GM writes all these down and is like, Ah, uh, this is a chance for you to gamble, Klaus. You have to gamble this round. I mean, there's things like sexual deviancy on there. Oh, for Christ's sake, yes, there is. Which is just, oh, you like weird sex. Mm-hmm. And they have to put down... That it is probably not a good idea to play as a pedophile or sex murderer. I like that sex murderer is apparently a type of thing. <laughs> yeah, they I'm were a like... sex murderer. <laughs> I murder people with sex. I mean, what, what does that specifically mean? You murder people in a sexual nature? Like, you murder people after rapes? What do we. T- are you, you murder a pr- people during sex? Are, are you you, you a murder a people praying, with sex? Are, are you a praying mantis? You are murdering sex. I I killed the, yeah. the personification of sex, which, given that this game has several personifications of sex running around in it, seems very possible. Oh yeah, if I wanted to kill Venus or something, I yeah. could do that. I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, I mean, granted, they're right that, you know, sex murderers, whatever that is, should not be a playable character in a game. I mean, definitely, if someone comes up to me and on their line where it says, like, character concept, they wrote sex murderer, I'd be like, how about you come back to me with something else? No, hang on, you haven't seen the sprites I built for my character. They're based on (laughs) Rosa from Final Fantasy 2. No, you don't understand. I've got a really complicated backstory for my sex murderer. (laughs) Listen to this. Long ago. (laughs) My parents were sex murdered by half orcs. God damn it! And now I've become the mo- the thing they most fear in order to stalk them through the night. Sex murder. I've become that which I hate in order to fight. Uh, yeah. Those who hunt monsters become monsters, and I must become a sex murder bat. <laughs> They, have, they do have a list of sexual deviance and deviancies in there, which to their credit does not include home, uh, homo, or, or queer stuff. Yeah, uh, LGBT stuff is off the table; it's all fine. I think there's a couple of occasional references to cross dressing as the sort of thing that a person who is a deviant might do. So that's bad, but but at least in their thing, they're not saying like deviant in that it is like ooh, this is bad. Most of the time they're talking about it, they're like, oh, maybe you just don't like to have sex at all. Yeah, that's it. Like, that asexual is a deviancy just because it's deviating from the norm. Yeah, I guess. that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then there are advantages as well. Things like you can see magical auras and, you know animals like you yeah you can or the disadvantage of animals don't like you i took both they might bite you oh it specifically says you can't oh i just did though Aw, it's too late john i can't take it back i wrote it in pen it's too late to turn back now Mm -hmm. i believe i believe i believe i'm falling in love we're already on the highway towards hollywood and not towards the fishing cabin what you goof (laughs) 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 hashtag cw goof troop (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You just remembered the plot of that movie. (laughs) You know, the wife isn't home, Goof. Why don't you come by? I got a big screen TV. We can sit on our love seat. (laughs) Yes, there's also a larger couch, but uh, I find it's more intimate when you're watching the game. Plus, the seats heat up. Why don't you sit in my hot seat, Goof? (laughs) Spread out on my gyroscopically stabilized pool table. You goof. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Gorge. I have to raise my boy. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Hashtag CW goof trip. Okay, so uh, (laughs) So, then it gets to, I mean, there's a bunch of these terrible advantages and disadvantages. Now, Uh, these will either give you extra skill points or take away from skill points. Yeah. So... When you end, the other thing it does Mm -hmm. is it checks to see the level of disadvantages versus advantages you have. Now, if you end with more points than you started with because you took more disadvantages, then you have a negative mental state. Mm -hmm. And if you ended with fewer skill points than you started with because you took advantages, you have a positive mental state. And basically, that is going to be the big metric of the game of how you attain enlightenment? And this is one of the first big parts of the game where I really started to get all side-eyed and cringy uh because one of the disadvantages you can take that'll add to your mental imbalance is mental illness and it's things like depression and anxiety disorders. Oh yeah, I mean if I was building myself in this system I'd be like, "Oh, I'm negative mental balance yeah, a lot." Yeah. John would be negative mental balance enough in this game to be magic. Yeah, like- I would be like, "Ooh, I discovered magic, y'all." <laughs> Depression is magic. <laughs> Imagine I just uh spread my hands and a monochromatic rainbow happened. Also like a very dark gray pony. <laughs> yeah. A very dark gray pony mm-hmm. and it's very sad. It's very sad and this is its mommy very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the thing about this game being there are two paths to enlightenment is neither one ends up being good at the extreme ends anyway because mm-hmm. you start out and it's like oh the positive one is i'm a nice person and i like to be giving and and, and i'm helpful and you're like oh okay so one is the the good path and one's the evil path because the evil path is like ooh, i only think about myself and i'm really uh, greedy and into my own like id and material possessions and fucking yeah, the problem is that the way you can get there is things like, there's a curse on your family, and you have depression. Yeah, if I'm a, a sad sack that someone has cursed, then I'm like, oh, well, I guess I better wallow in this, then. Yeah, the problem is that the, adva- the disadvantages don't necessarily add up to you're an evil sorcerer. They're things like, like, oh, I'm depressed, and I have a limp, and now I can see the angels. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't like me, because I have a negative mental imbalance. Yeah. Well, I guess I can see the lictors then. Yeah. Uh. What's a lictor? <laughs> uh, lictor balls. <laughs> Progressive. Yeah. All right, pushing forward here. Um <laughs> So the The positive negative thing is dumb, but we'll get more into that later when I think we hit the magic system. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh the, uh, what comes next, though, is skills. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Uh, they're, they're divided into a variety of weird categories. Like, there's a general category, which anyone can buy any skill from, that's pretty basic. Uh, and then they, they, they are divided up by education level after that. And you can only take certain education levels if you have a certain intelligence level. Um, like, the, if you want to go to the scholastic skills, you need to have an uh, intelligence of at least 13, which the book is like, this implies you went to a four year university. And I'm yeah. like, your intelligence level does <laughs> Yeah the, That feels pretty classes to me. The weird thing for me in this is that they were like, "Oh yeah, obviously this is going to be based on that." And I go, um, "Why? <laughs> like shouldn't it just be I went to school or not?" mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But whatever. Instead it's it's if you have a certain intelligence level then it's because you went to school probably. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Which is which is particularly unusual. Uh By the way, like I mentioned earlier, you you have stats that range between 3 and 20. When you're building a character, you do so by spending 100 points on them. Or there's an optional quick character generation that runs all the way through the game. And uh, in that case, you're just rolling 2d10 to determine each one of your stats. Uh, skills work the same way. I think you get 150 points. Yeah, you get a 150 to start. Of yeah. course, that might be less or more, depending on your advantage-disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And additionally, uh, skills at the high end, as well as stats at the high end, cost more. So raising your skill, your stat above a 16 is three points per point. Uh, skills work in a different fashion. It becomes increasingly more expensive to learn them as you're progressing through the game, because uh, you have to like, go to school for them and stuff. Yeah, now, there are... Uh, The skills are broken up by what stats they're governed by, though technically the stat doesn't matter. It's just you need to have that stat at the same or better level of whatever your skill level is, mm-hmm. or you pay more. So if I want to have a charisma-based skill, let's just say I've got, you know, we'll do seduction. And it's charisma-based. You're like, okay, so if I want a 15 skill points in Seduction, then if I've got a 15 or better charisma, then I just pay one point per point. Mm-hmm. So it just costs me 15. If I'm lower than that, then I start paying like two to three points more per point. Yes. Because it's harder for me to learn how to do that above my natural ability. Yes. But the, <laughs> the game is is such that most of the time that... I mean, it's not a huge limiting factor. You have so many points to spend, and there's just... I mean, there's a pretty decent-sized skill list, but a lot of it is very specialized Mm -hmm. to the point where you're like, oh, it's not like I was going to take a lot of weird, like, I don't need parapsychology or whatever. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of, uh, like, in the education class yeah. where it's like, oh, you know, botany and chemistry and this and that. I'm like, oh, I don't need that. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the system is a D20 roll under. Mm-hmm. So With... if I've got 15 points in seduction, I want to roll under a 15. Yes. But it is not a binary system of pass-fail, it is a degree of set success. Mm-hmm. So I want lower rolls is better. mm mm-hmm. And it's why you can get above uh, 20 on any of your skills is because at that point, you're mostly just looking to see how you succeeded. That's correct. How tw- well you succeeded. A 20 is always going to fail regardless. Mm-hmm. And I think a one always succeeds. They do. And they call them critical successes. And the 20 rolls are disasters. Yeah. Uh, because the DM is encouraged to come up with a crazy way in which you fail. Which is strange because this is a very serious game otherwise. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, that's just something that this game wants to do. Because this game feels like... I mean... It, it feels like it's holding on to a lot of weird RPG stuff that it didn't need to or want to. Yeah, given that the end game of this is nebulous at best it's weird how the first two-thirds of the book is taken up with like here's how to shoot volleys from a machine gun it's like and who well yeah the the weird thing is the book starts out with just heavy introduction to gnosticism it's like here's a quick primer on the basics of gnostic ideas Mm -hmm. and then it gets into the system and the system is just a basic rpg like outside of the advantage disadvantage the fact that it's a roll-under D20 system with uh, degrees of success. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that's very basic. Yeah. The combat system, the same thing is uh, you're just going to try and hit someone. If they're actively dodging you, then they're going to try and roll under their stat. You look at the different degrees of success. Whoever succeeded best wins. Mm -hmm. There were some weird things in the examples that caused me some pause. Like The example was... This guy that they build their character a guy a private investigator named Harry is the is the the default character that they build as they make their way through the game. They describe him using his sneak skill to sneak across a rooftop and get past some like guards or whatever. Oh yeah. And they're like they're like, okay, Harry is well trained in the sneak skill. He rolls this and it's six it's separated from the his success roll by by six or more. So we go to look in the six through nine success degree of success chart. A normal success. Okay, so he sneaks across the rooftop. A guard has heard him. He must try again. I was like, wait, that's a normal success. What are you talking about? Well, it was, oh, there's a guard on duty. So the guard has to roll for his perception, though. It says like the guard has heard him, but then they roll the guard failed his as far as the degrees of success yeah and so it was just like oh the guard doesn't notice him I'm like but you just said the guard heard him yeah it was ah oh, that was just a cat's something uh, and then he throws his uh bottle of scotch away no more for me no more. pours out a big old bottle of wine yeah <laughs> kicks his feet up on the desk and comically unfolds the centerfold of an old playboy <laughs> Eh <sighs> just God. leans back and begins to snore as a big ring of keys dangles from his belt. <laughs> oh, the Swedish bikinis teams. <laughs> that's topical to the authors of this book, what what? <laughs> uh, you goof. Uh, <laughs> why, do, why is he a guard now? Uh, he pays big bucks, John, and it's also the only job where he can peruse porn while sitting there. Oh, yeah, well, I mean... that's. I'm I'm not going to say he shouldn't, because Pete really does seem like the kind of person that would be like a shifty correctionals officer. Yeah. I forget what he actually does on that show. I think he's like a car salesman. I think he is a salesman, yes. Yeah, because the whole thing of him is that he's super wealthy. Yeah. Uh, he keeps trying to show off all of his wealth. But Goof don't care. Yeah, he's like, oh, look at what I got. It's a brand new car, Goof. Don't you... Don't you want to go for a ride? Let me tell you about these overhead cams, Goof. And Goof's like, Gosh, I don't care. Well, that sounds great, but my car's just wonderful for going on family trips with Max. Uh, yeah. It's a jalopy. And he's like, God damn it. How do I get you? <laughs> damn it. <laughs> just notice me. Notice me through my wealth and, and love me. <laughs> you goof. <laughs> so, uh, hashtag CWGoofTrip. So, anyway, um, he. <laughs> Wait, he? This is the review of Goof Troop. What's wrong oh, with me? Wait a minute. The next thing after that is a list of archetype character uh, builds you might like. Uh, private detective, police officer, student. The yeah. art for student, by the way, is like steve blissed out on ketamine. Or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that exactly. Yeah, they have uh, broken up lists for like, if you want to be positive or negative mental balance. Yeah, And you don't have to do this at all. It's just page after page of ways that they suggest you spend your skills and advantages and disadvantages if you want to play a certain archetype but it doesn't do anything or mean anything it certainly makes the game easier to play or or create characters for for example if you have to create a bonus character i'm kidding i'm gonna do it the hard way they have a uh version that you can do that is simple character creation yeah yeah and it's way fewer choices and you just sort of Put the points in in a select order, mm-hmm. and you can do that. But honestly, it's not that difficult of a game system to make someone in to begin with. No, like we have reviewed some games, where making a character takes a long goddamn time, and once you've gotten your stats, your advantages and disadvantages, and thrown some skills out there, you're done. Yeah, there's not much else to it. I mean, that isn't necessarily true oh uh, it's probably true because there is a, a magic system in this that we have you know briefly flirted with talking well, I mean, about we aren't quite at the magic system yet because oh, after i know. We, after we pass through the combat system it works the same as skills uh with an initiative system that's just roll a d20 uh and, oh, but it's affected by agility, yeah. which is again agility, yeah. king of everything. God stat, yeah. And after you get through that, uh, you get to this little tiny section, which is supernatural monster powers. Because here's a fun thing: when you build NPCs in this game, that when you build villains for the for the players to fight, here's how you do it: you build an entire character, and then you build an extra part of that character. You like do more stuff, yeah. Because it's just like, how do you build a supernatural character? You build a guy, then you. Give him the vampire advantage and the blinded by sunlight disadvantage. Yeah, there's a whole list of weird supernatural advantages and disadvantages that are just sort of powers and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And they're also you can make like vampires and ghosts and demons and things like that. But players don't have access to this. It says they probably don't in the book. It's like, hey, maybe you're playing a game of Vampire by Night or something, so here's that stuff if you needed it. Which, I wish that this game was that, because when you take that section and go, oh no, this is only for making like weird monsters that you would fight, the game becomes extraordinarily boring and weird. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing to do... And I don't understand. Especially why would you put that right after skills mm-hmm. and combat and whatnot, so that players who are making characters are gonna go through it and be like, Hey, can I can I have hypnotizing gaze? No. That's not for you. That's for monsters. Aw. Boo. Oh, po- po- C- can I walk through walls? No, you're not a ghost. Get out. Check out my hypnotizing gaze. You do, goof. You, do you like the hypnotizing gaze? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pete. Will you ever find love? <laughs> I mean, obviously, yes, with Peg. Uh, God, I hope Peg's the, the wife, because it's Peg and Pistol, are the ladies, and I'm pretty sure Pistol's the little girl. I'm pretty sure Pistol uh, is the little girl. She's such a minor character on Goof Troop. Well, I mean, anyone who isn't PJ or uh, Max is... Or- f- yeah, fairly minor cuz Goof and uh yeah. and Pete will show up. And unfortunately the love interest and the Polly Shore character are only in the movies. It's just very sad. I, it's 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 extremely disappointing. Because I I'm, I'm certain that Max's love interest in a Goofy movie is many people's furry base yeah probably it was i mean if you were too old to get there through gadget from rescue rangers then you might have gotten there through goof troop i'm gonna be honest here john i genuinely can't remember if she has any lines or not oh sure she does i mean i feel like her friend had lines like don't worry he'll probably be on soon and then Polly shore pops up that goof kid's not there (laughs) which that was supposed to be one of his friends. Why is Polly Shore being a huge dickbag about uh, I'm this? I'm pretty sure Polly Shore is like a neutral force of nature in the movie. Oh, Polly Shore is in real life mm-hmm. just a chaotic storm of yeah. a man. No, in, in the in the movie as in real life, he's just the waves. You can choose to surf him briefly if you want, but he might wheeze your juice or crust your your weasel. <laughs> crust your weasel? I don't know. Oh, you were so close. <laughs> I guarantee you always No, cuz I think it was if uh if your babe is big and pu- uh, if your babe is big and busty, wheeze her juice and make her crusty. Was the actual line he said once. Great. Yeah. Make her crusty? What are you talking What? What we're saying is I'm going to get a little explicit now. So all you children, mm-hmm. you stop listening. Everyone stop listening except for adults, please. Okay, we're talking about coming on her. Oh, okay. And then like not letting her wipe up. And letting it dry. Yeah, okay. That that I believe is make it a crusty that's very mean and i wouldn't want to do that to anybody no that's just bad i hate it when that happens to me why would i want to inflict it on someone else exactly yeah that stuff's the worst oh it is yeah i wish there was a safe way to dispose of it <laughs> well you see i've got this sharps container right next to my bed <laughs> shoot i've been keeping it in a pitcher with a my little pony doll in it Ooh, all right we're done with that kids you can come on back now it's all brown <laughs> been boiling on a radiator hi there john uh so the the powers in this are not for players players don't get fun toys no well it could be spellcasters if they want because next up it's the magic system oh my motherfucking god the Sweet magic system in this, baby jesus the magic system in this you have to be at least positive or negative 25 in order to even That's begin to understand. Yeah. So if your mental balance is uh, under 25 or above 25, then you can start to understand the mystical ways of things. If you're wondering how you move that up and down, by the way, because we you, you calculate your starting value by checking, like, your stats versus... Or your your advantages, advantages and disadvantages, advantages, yeah. Uh, but if you're wondering how you move it up and down later, if you're trying to go up, it's through either meditation, asceticism, or tantric fucking. And if you're trying to move it down, it's through ecstasy, which is just doing whatever the fuck it's you want. non-tantric fucking. Yeah, it's... it's and- the w- Probably punching and fighting and eating. Yeah, it's punching, fighting, fucking, hard farting. Fucking and trucking is, is what I love. Hanging and banging. <laughs> like- the people were astonished at his doctrine. <laughs> uh, Sending dick pics. <laughs> Moon god? <laughs> that's how you lower your mental balance. Uh, that's how so, you get it, get it up and down. I mean, technically how you get it up and down is you spend XP on it. Yeah. But that is the in game justification for what you're doing mm-hmm. so you can spend even after character creation you can spend experience points to gain advantages to up your nonsense or also spend xp to gain disadvantages which is weird but whatever oh well, if you're trying to lower your your mental balance because it does seem like it'd be a lot easier in this game to you know fuck your the hedonism fuck your way to uh to enlightenment yeah so it's but a you grimy- still have to just spend XP to do whatever. Yeah. So the the baseline is 25 either direction mm-hmm. and at that point you can unlock Receive auras. You can unlock one of the five different paths of magic? Yes, and those are uh let's see. They are uh passion, passion time and space, death, madness, uh and dreaming. Yes. Now, it ties passion and madness together, dreaming and death together, and then time and space is sort of like... It's a single category. The the overarching, this is, like, the fundamentally if you were going to learn one, this is how you do like, it. cheat the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it starts out with passion, mm-hmm. which is just fuck magic. Oh, good Christ. So, here's the thing about the spells in this game, because there are actually spells in this game. They're an attempt at well, this is basically the kind of satanic panic your parents warned you about. You know, it's... it's Yeah, if this game had been around in the 80s, yeah. I could have understood the satanic panic because everyone was like, ooh, D&D's going to teach you how to cast spells. I'm like, no, it it just says I cast a fireball. Like, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it just says I need a pinch of bat dung, and there's a verbal, somatic, and material component. And it doesn't tell me what that is. Yeah. Whereas well, it's this it's poop, John. It's, it's poop from a bat. Yeah. Yeah. This book Common is... Called uh, it tells you... All right, well, you've got to get the cup and the wand and you will be in your temple and paint your third chakra with a red lotus, light a blue candle, and then move thrice around, chanting the names of these gods. In order to sanctify your temple, you must use copper wire to lay a circle on the floor, then uh, uh, revolve around your temple thrice counterclockwise while saying, Tetragrammaton, Osiahe! And every spell gives you the full incantation Mm -hmm. it is here are the things you need to do here's the symbols you need here are the items you use here's what you say and then you can make someone your subservient sex slave yeah which is weird because it doesn't actually forward your goals of the game at all to do that and it never would it's just It's just like they're just included in the game for completionism's sake. So you have all these spells that are like, fuck someone real good. Okay, so... In order to cast the, you got to fuck someone real good spell, right? Here you go. Here's what you need to do. First, you're going to need to light a brazier of white sandalwood wood. Then, take a blue candle, place it at the tip of your temple. Inside the temple's circle, you're going to draw around the outside of it three times concentric triangles. On the edges of the triangles, you are going to write the following three words while facing to the northwest and rejecting Astaroth and Thoth. You're going to write Tetragrammaton, Obadiah, and cheese steak on each one of the three sides. Then, once you go inside the middle, face ye to the west and cast out Isis. And it just, it just goes on like that for every spell. Don't forget, you gotta paint your genitals red. It's very important that you paint your genitals red. By the way, this spell takes 12 hours to cast. Yeah, and then at the end of it, boy howdy, you got about three hours of good fucking in you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't eat while you're casting the spell. The The section starts with a little aside about how there are certain spells that are not included here because they aren't worth the time and those are things like spells to like induce abortion or to make people fertile or whatever and then it goes on to have spells that are like this is a spell to make someone want to fuck you. And I'm like, oh, come on. The, the, the passion list is atrocious. It's like, spell to make a person want to fuck you. Spell to make a person want to fuck you. Spell to make a group of people want to fuck you. Spell that takes a person who doesn't want to fuck you, and by the end of the spell, indeed they do. <laughs> and then there's one where they're like, hey, this is a spell where it makes someone not want to fuck anyone. Huh? But you. Would it, no, no. It's, it's really it's, just this person. All the sex is gone. Yeah, they t- you take all the sex out of someone. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's gonna last for twelve hours. i like, the spell's called marriage. <laughs> uh, no, that that lasts way longer than twelve hours. <laughs> Not for me, let me tell you. <laughs> so, there's a f- couple interesting things in this and that. There are a few uh, gender swapping spells in this. Mm-hmm. One that's uh, just sort of like lasts for a day, and one that's permanent. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing, like the only spell that has anything to do with enlightenment at all, mm-hmm. is the one where you can fucking enlighten child into somebody, mm-hmm. and it's you do this entire ridiculous uh, ritual, and at the end of it, whoever is a lady in this will be impregnated with a child that will be born already awakened yeah because they're born outside of the the endless cycle of of uh, the demiurge and the prisons and the and the illusion yeah you have pumped so much hot of your cum. magic Sorry. goo yeah. into somebody mm-hmm. that when they are born instead of seeing the world as the illusion it is they see it true this does nothing for you, but they say a lot of people will try to do this in the hopes that their progeny will return and help them. Mm-hmm. And it says that this has almost never happened. But, hey, it doesn't stop them. Yeah. And I just keep thinking, you know, I look at this, and there's not a lot of, like, price to pay outside of having to do a fucking, like, 12-hour ritual, mm-hmm. which means once someone knows this, why aren't they just Fill in the world with these enlightened kids is being like, look, I'm just every nine months. I'm pumping out a new awakened kid. What's up with every nine months? You could be the dude in this relationship and just haul all kinds of sex women into your life. and just, All kinds of sex all kinds women. Of, uh, up, That's, down, left, right. Sex murderers <laughs> are after the sex women. Yeah, just, just get so many ladies. You just run yourself a cult where you're like, all right, every single lady in this cult is pregnant with an enlightened child. This is perfect. It's finally, someone to play Scrabble with. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's very weird, and even the beginning of the passion session, section says that this is probably the worst path to enlightenment, mm-hmm. because it can only take you so far. Well, notably, the example of, uh, of the, they always have a little, like, at the beginning of each one of the descriptions of magic, there's a little short story that accompanies it, and the passion one is just some dude fucking a lady. Yes. And it's just like, they go up to the, the, his just temple. It's a little erotic story. Yeah. They they go up to a temp- the temple, and he's like, I picked her because she has big boobs. Yes. Okay, great. Big boobs, sure. Then she suckles on my peenie. Yeah, and then she takes my firm cock within her hands, and I can see the thread of pubic hair that indicates the location of her pussy. And, and and then she's like, shouldn't we be casting a spell? And he's like, we'll do that later. And then I began to fuck her. And I'm like, what is this? What am I reading? Yeah. This is probably what actual sex magic is like, isn't it? Like, yes. shouldn't we cast a ritual spell? Yeah. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> The magic is that I got you to my house. <laughs> the magic is that this worked in the first place. Let's do this. <laughs> the magic's what I'm going to look like in about six hours. <laughs> so there's also a degree of how much knowledge you have about the real workings of the universe. Mm-hmm. And oh, for that's right, yeah. every step in like skill points you have, it gives you various things that you're like oh you understand this and Mm -hmm. it starts with you have like up to 10 skill points in a casting and it's like you have a rudimentary understanding that something is off Mm -hmm. and then you get from like that to 25 and it's like ooh, now you realize that there's more to the life and we all have a creative godlike spark and then if you get over 40 then you're like oh you, you get it you get what's going on you, you, you know, know what's up although to be fair given the way the xp system in this game works getting your stat that or your skill that high is stupid hard well yeah cuz it's going to be based on uh ego for that i assume mm-hmm. which means you can get to 20 real quick and easy, and then after that, you are paying through the nose to get past that. Yeah, so it's just, it would take you forever, a million times, casting these boring 12 hour spells where you have to walk around in circles. Oh, the spells also, uh, you have an endurance score, which is a percentage score. Well, it's it's all based on your constitution. Yeah. Again, why constitution is king, because yeah. you have endurance points, and yeah. it's, I think, Five times endurance plus 30 or something is Mm. how many points you get. Yeah, and the spells usually cost in like the 80 range. Yeah, so, you know, low-end spells would be like, oh, this cost you, like, 15, and then a high-end is like, this cost you 80. The weird thing is that the points recover fairly fast. It's like one point every three minutes or two minutes or something, but it's like, why? Well, who cares? All the spell, Every spell in this game is a long, complicated ritual. Yeah. Even if you just made it, oh, they recover at the end of the day, that'd be fine, because you could pretty much cast one a day, depending on how much white sandalwood you have lying around. <laughs> yeah. So that's the the passion one. Mm-hmm. Uh. Up next is dreaming, which is by far the most boring of them. Yeah, dreaming is all just, what do you do? Uh, I can go into dreams, I can look at dreams, I can shape my own dreams, I can shape other people's dreams. My favorite one was you can make a thing in a dream and then bring it out of the dream, but you can't make anything that you couldn't bring out into regular reality because it's just too crazy and it would just disappear. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, I made a three-headed snake that spits acid, you're like... No, you didn't. Oh, that's boring then. What, what's the point of this? I went into the dreams and I came out with a modest station wagon. <laughs> a... a modest two-door sedan. And how did you do this? Why, I drew four concentric circles around a triangle. Yeah, it's it's all big dumb rituals. And this is one of the ones where it is super amusing to me because the list of what you know based on your skill level, at the 40 plus it says... You realize that the world is an illusion and that you are stuck in it, but you will never escape it at this point because you are too invested in dreams. I'm like, oh, so you got so good at enlightened magic that you can't enlighten yourself. That one's the fail option. If you choose dreaming and you get to the top, you're like, aw. Now you're just obsessed with dreams and you won't continue on your enlightened path. Oh, Christ. Uh, The next one after that is Death. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's madness. Is but it madness it actually matter? Oh, it's fine. Madness is next. Uh, madness is mostly it's mind using, affecting. Yeah, uh, spells to either make people crazy, mm-hmm. make people sane, mm-hmm. or you can see like ridiculous things by being crazy. So you're like, oh, I can see the true forms of demons because I go. Yeah, it's the 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 only the madman has true vision or whatever kind of yeah. kind of nonsense. Um and it's also one that they basically say you have to be negative mental imbalance in order to cast this cuz pretty much all the madness spells have to do with you being Imbalanced. Yeah, they make it like you can either ha- you can either cast them with like a negative twenty five or forty, uh, men- uh, uh, mental balance, or with like a positive seventy five or one hundred and fifty or something, because you can either be so insane that you uh, that you can cast the spells, or, or you're so, so hyper so saintly that you have to administer to the mad. Well, basically, they're like, oh, at that point, you're so saintly and giving and like full of. Beatitudes and whatnot mm. that anyone doing a sanity test on you would say that you were crazy because you've gone too far. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's that's right. Everyone's going to the Dalai Lama like, ooh, this guy's fucking nuts. You seen this <laughs> dude? What a weirdo. Uh, look, he's wearing three watches. <laughs> None of them are fake. <laughs> okay so uh yeah madness is basically the mind affecting school but yeah you have to be a little crazy to use it or too sane to get around Oh, well, you don't have to be insane to use magic but it helps <laughs> hang in there baby <laughs> <laughs> you goof <laughs> uh, death death is probably one of the more interesting ones at least yeah I, I'm to me they're all pretty much the same level of interesting which is this is irritating to read and you would never use it in a game well I mean death is the one where you like what can this do well I can talk to ghosts yeah I can commune with the dead I can see into like heaven and hell and it's got the one way where you can reincarnate with all of your knowledge which I love the description of because basically it's you do a any death practitioner of a high enough level automatically knows when they are going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they just, a bell goes off in their head when they're like a week out from death. Yeah, they're like the Cyclops in the movie Krull. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just like that. Uh, sure, why not? An understandable reference for the masses. Uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good pop culture reference that all of our listeners get. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Krull. The one with the glaive. Yeah, yeah, you know that spikety thing? Yeah, the, yeah. Fi- the little five-pointed the little star thing. thing. So you've seen the movie. You know where I'm coming from. Come on, everyone's oh. seen Krull. Everyone. Anyway, <laughs> so when it gets to the point where you're like, oh, I'm about to die, like you know when your death is coming, mm-hmm. you do a ridiculous long ritual, and you make a deal with the devil? Mm-hmm. Like you summon Astaroth and are like, hey man, can you just like do me a solid <laughs> yeah and then he hits you with a big axe <laughs> and then Zoslomel's there and he hits you with a big sight i think Zoslimel's your go-to in Soul caliber games i don't know why he, he's, he's like such a minor character i know but i love Zoslamel. i love he's one of my favorite guys to play he's great yeah hmm. I, I based w- an entire character off that dude that's right i forgot you did that i thought that was our friend russ who had done that but no it was, no, you. It was me that's right yeah. and that guy was great i based a whole character on voldo once <laughs> Ew. (laughs) Don't. Oh, oh, not for a role-playing game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for some kind of role-playing. Hey, hey, (laughs) you goof. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so you do that, and then when you die, instead of going through, like, the uh, leth that drains all your memories, you just immediately reincarnate, Mm -hmm. and at that point, as, like, a four-year-old you start to remember everything so you end up being like eventually i think it was like at six or seven you fully remember being a wizard and all your previous skills so you're just a seven-year-old walking around like yes mother i would like to cast a spell can i go to the the big lots and get another candle set (laughs) i need more sandalwood mother they need be blue (laughs) Blue, mother! Blue, what is this? Bah <laughs> this is a votive <laughs> You know I require pillars, mother. <laughs> but this one's from southern France. The fuck it is! You know this is a clade <laughs> I shan't live any another day in this house of candle lies. <laughs> That's it. I'm moving with father. <laughs> oh, and father just loves candles. Father loves candles. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it's a it is a weird spell, but I love the idea of playing this game as a seven year old who reincarnated <laughs> and has all of their like memories and just being like yes yes because <laughs> you were a death wizard so yeah. obviously you're gonna be a creepy seven year old you're gonna be that seven year old that's like in the omen or the ring I have told you a thousand times my name isn't Tyler it's Necros. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you tried to name me Sky Lee? (laughs) Uh, My name is equally crazy. All right, anyway, uh, the last one is Time and Space. And Time and Space, you'd think would be super powerful, but mostly it's just like, ooh, you can... See out outside. You can give clairvoyance and stuff, and yeah, you can create a portal to the metropolis. I, I remember that one because it has one of my favorite little spe- how to do the spell descriptions, which is like draw a bunch of circles and then inside you have to write the word metropolis seven hundred and seventy eight times, such that it becomes an unreadable muddle. Uh, and then there's you know a bunch of other crap with candles and water bowls and whatever, but but yeah. that's that's the important part. And I like that you do the whole thing in the spells uh, cr- uh, casting time, which is half an hour. <laughs> Of course. It's just long enough for you to spend your entire recess writing Metropolis over and over again. That'll teach you your lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of just the seven year old on the chalkboard. Metropolis, 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 Metropolis. I shouldn't even be doing this. This isn't my school of wizardry. Ah, God. <laughs> it's not my fault I forgot the name of a Fritz Lang movie. Let me go on the slide.
1: Ugh. <laughs> uh.
0: I'm liking that character. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, I think we all know what's happening in bonus content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. So, uh, so there you there And then after that, after, that's all the schools of magic. So after those, there's the schools of learning, which are just sort of role-playing aids. It's basically the five schools of magic again, but now they tell you like, well, how do you fuck your way to enlightenment? How do you dream your way to enlightenment? Yeah, but there, it's like the seven paths to power, and there are things like numerology, astrology, Kabbalah, uh, crystals. Oh, yeah, it has yeah. the what school of learning do you do this through. Yes. So it's not enough to be a fuck wizard. You have to be like a fuck wizard who fucks. Yeah, you have to be a Kabbalah fuck wizard. Yeah, you have to be. That's I'm, pretty I'm sure, Kabbalan. Kabbalah fuck wizard, I'm pretty sure, is Madonna's Twitter handle. By the way, Kabbalah <laughs> fuck wizard, my new character. <laughs> Why do people keep calling me that? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta go make a new soul caliber character named Kabbalah Fuck Wizard. The soul still burns. <laughs> yeah, it does. After that last uh, encounter I had, hey, hey, always wear protection, kids. <laughs> I'm the Kabbalah Sex Wizard. I have herpes, but it's not flemming up right now. <laughs> it's not flaming up. <laughs> I'm flaming up right now. Uh, hi, uh, uh So you got, you've got. Wait, I shouldn't have said that. Now that I remember what Kabbalah is. <laughs> I thought that's why you said it. No. Why uh, would I do that's horrible. <laughs> eh. Anyway, numerology, astrology, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, Wh- whatever. There's, there's there's various paganisms, and then there's a list of like magic books that might be to your to your benefit. Oh yeah, it's like well, you could read the Bible. I'm like, mm-hmm. Ugh, no, yeah. pass. <laughs> <laughs> I've read that hard pass. There's <laughs> nothing in there. I like the one where you can summon this dude named Luciano's Magnus or something, who's like one of the uh, the uh, avatars of yeah, Astro. You can summon Lucky Luciano, and yeah. you know he had to do it to him. Yeah. <laughs> And you can just talk, because it's like there's some book that was like the the Ferris Magneus or something. And it's just a long account of this dude talking to one of Astaroth's angels or whatever. And you can summon him, if you want, to have a fun conversation about the nature of man. What is a man? Oh, it's a, it's a miserable little pile of uh, secrets. It's, and also they have an axe and a whip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what a man has, an axe and a whip. Yeah. And then after that, I kind of just petered out, John. So you go. <laughs> so there's not a whole lot. There's... Uh, A little bit of information mostly about, like, the Metropolis and Astaroth and whatnot, but even then it's just like, there are the twelve pillars of the Archangels and four of them lay empty for they have been destroyed for their impertinence. You're like, okay, I don't... Who gives a shit? What does this mean to me? Nothing. There's all these long tables. You're an accountant. Yeah. There's all these long tables that are things like seven. What's seven on this table? Kazrathoth. And then it'll tab over. Megiddo, Thathmael, the people of the dark. And then uh, tab over again. The sexuality of women. And you're like, what is any of that? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Yeah, it has a weird little cosmology chart of like, ooh, there's... The Demiurge and then the Astaroth, and the, there's angels, but the angels are uh, weird and they don't like you. But neither do the demons, but maybe the demons do. And there's nephrites and possessing souls and lictors and the lictors are here to make sure we don't discover that we're actually gods. Yeah. So they they do things that will distract us. Mm-hmm. So they are there. They are the. The Disney's of the world and the Lady Gaga's. I was flipping through the end of this book today, John, and it was the second most confused I've been all day (laughs) because I also watched a trailer from Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, well, that's true. I can definitely understand this entire role playing game and Gnosticism in general way better than I can. What the fuck is going on in Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, I mean, because that Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, at least, I mean, at least in this book, you could probably read a whole sentence every once in a while. But in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's just like, yes, Sora, go towards where hearts are. Ha ha ha. What? Ah, did you not know that you can rebrand the heart after it has been unbranded? Truly, you must learn the keys. And you're like, the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) The key to hearts is the heart of keys. Uh get out of here, Mickey. Finally, I've gathered all of me's together, and we may cad al balaptem. <laughs> what? What? Why what? does Donald have a gun? <laughs> How come Donald got the strap? <laughs> <laughs> Donald, I, bet I wish a bitch would, duck. <laughs> uh, tell you what, that game does not make any sense to me. No. Yeah. And neither anyone. does this one. John, uh, though, however, I really do... There, m- the, okay, there's one last thing I want to mention. Please. And... Is it about how there's a wiener on the character sheet? No. Oh, okay. So there is a bit in this at Mm -hmm. the very end where it's talking about, like, oh, enlightenment and whatnot and what you can do. And it gives you two examples of people that have awakened, one for each path. Sure, yeah. So for the light path, it's Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, yeah, he lives in a world outside time and space. Yeah, now, Leonardo da Vinci wrote basically an entire book on seeing the world as what it truly is, and he walks around with, like a book full of his notes mm-hmm. so and pictures ever, of wieners yeah and pictures of wieners yeah pictures pictures, pictures, pictures of, of wieners, wieners. <laughs> pictures of spider-man's wiener i'm J. jonah da vinci <laughs> and so you can you know if you ever meet da vinci and he shows you his notebook don't look because it's full of wieners it's full of wieners go ahead though. i'm sorry then you know he'll help you out and he's actively trying to get humanity to awaken. Yeah, you should listen to Leonardo Da Vinci. He's a cool guy, he's trying to help you out. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the one for the other path is Damon Blackraven. Damon Black. Do you think he chose that name before or after he got dark enlightenment? I mean, Damon Blackraven was born in the 15th century among the smoke from the witchfinder's pyres <laughs> and the screaming of the condemned. I feel like you're reading a Warhammer fantasy character's description to me right now. Hey, look, I just want to tell you, this butchery left deep marks in Black Raven's soul. Mm-hmm. Original character, do not steal. How many points does it cost to field him with a goth army? <laughs> <laughs> None. Become standard with a goth army, Damon, Damon. Black Raven. <laughs> Listen, Damon Black Raven, I need the following amount of things in my coffee. <laughs> uh he walks the machine alone, forever in search of the servants of the demiurge. Mm-hmm. He's got a cool trench coat and a big sword. He's really good at posting memes of his own face where, like, one picture's in the light, and he's like, I can be an angel, and then the other one's in the dark, and his hair's in his eyes, and it's like, or a devil. And I'm, it's actually, I can be your angle. <laughs> <laughs> I can be your angle. Or your devil. <laughs> That's right, I forgot. <laughs> there is a picture of David Blackraven. Would you like to see it? Of course. Here you go. Oh, goodness. (laughs) There's Damon Blackraven for you. So, Damon Blackraven. And some titties. Well, a titty. Well, Uh, a titty. A titty. Singular titty. Got to make sure the titty count in the book is odd. Yeah. That's that's the way you know it's got the mark of evil in it. Uh, He kind of looks like a famous person, but I can't put my finger on which one. I don't know. It looks like a... Kind of looks like a Sherlock Holmes guy. Kinda, I, he kind of looks like a famous character actor. Yeah, I can see that. That's definitely true. And he's definitely a little crazy, oh. but he definitely looks like he just said, Christmas is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely wants to give points to Slytherin, is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's pretty much where we're at. I feel like I've I figured out which character actor he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so He also wants to rob Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> obvious. And he has no genitals. Just look. <laughs> because he's the Metatron yeah yeah okay so so uh so there you have it so there you have it that is pretty much the game there's no real indication of what you're supposed to do outside of Try to awaken? I mean, part of the problem is that there's all these little short story descriptions of play in it. They're You know, they're just, like, done in short story format. But almost all of them are just, like, the ending of the Twilight Zone episode. (laughs) So it'll just be like, combat, what's the short story here? Oh, a man was trying to hack into a computer network when an assassin burst in and murdered him. Don't break into computer networks. And they're like, wait, shouldn't they get into fights so we can see how fighting works? No. Yeah, they... They book is very light on ideas of what you're doing. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you make your character, you're just some person. Yeah, you're just some fucking guy. And you don't have any special qualities. You don't have any powers. You probably don't even have the ability to cast magic because you probably didn't spend that much on advantages or disadvantages. We should make a new metric in this game for where the game it, for it to pass it all. It's can you even make Krillin? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he doesn't even have any powers. Yeah, but he's a really good martial artist. <laughs> well, I like mean, you really- can put as many points into martial arts as you want. Yeah. Can, he throw, can, can my character throw a destructo disc? See, it's weird that he doesn't have any powers, but he can throw a destructo disc. Yeah. That and seems it seems like a power. He's one of also like four people in the universe that can do a Kamehameha. I mean, yeah. he's really up there. You'd think that. Yeah. And yet, he's just Krillin. He's just Krillin. He doesn't have any powers. But in this game, I don't even think you can build a Krillin. No. It's, it, but anyway, John, enough of that. What's your favorite thing about this game? Okay. Best thing in cult. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the the base system isn't terrible. The... D20 roll under with degrees of success isn't awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it It really does want you to be fairly hyper-specialized Yeah, because having like 10s in a bunch of skills is going to be way worse than having like 15s to 20s in a few. And the fact that it's based on your stats is you're probably going to pick whatever stats that are good, which... In this case, of course, agility, constitution, and for skills, perception, or charisma. And ego, if you want to cast spells. But why would you? Like, who has the time? <laughs> who? Who's like, well, I made a guy, and he's... Definitely some kind of lawyer, but also he's got an extra 12 hours on the weekend to do a fuck wizard. Who has the time? They sell blue candles on Amazon, Mother. It's that simple. <laughs> look, if you'd spring for Prime, we'd have them in two days. Look, Amazon now. They could be here in six hours. <laughs> mother? <laughs> now, get on with it. I need to paint my genitals blue before <laughs> Midsummer's night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my little Canadore is so creative. <laughs> my name is Mortreth. <laughs> uh, Alright. Anyway, yeah. So the base system isn't bad. The the degree of success D twenty roll under, I'm like, this is a serviceable game system. Mm-hmm. So, what is your favorite thing in Cult? <sighs> yeah, right. <laughs> the wound system's kind of interesting. I mean, it falls apart when it takes like months to heal up from anything. But well, yeah, yeah. But uh, otherwise, the uh, the wound system is at least functional. I guess it's a new way of doing hit points, where Constitution still d- uh, governs them, but at least in a different way. So, that's, yeah, I, I mean, guess that's something. Instead of having hit points. Like, the way damage works is you have a damage amount that you get hit with, Mm -hmm. and then you have to look at a chart to see what that translates to in terms of wounds. Mm -hmm. I just remembered my least favorite thing about this game. Oh, I know. So I'm really glad that we got there. Yeah, and I'm going to take it. Oh, Jeff, what's your favorite thing about this? (laughs) Jeff, Jeff, what is your least favorite thing about cult? (laughs) Oh, well, John, it's something we haven't mentioned yet, which I found hilarious. Yep, I also found it hilarious. Please continue. (laughs) I will. You see, when you look through the stats of weapons in this game, you'll find a single range on them called DEF, which obviously probably stands for defense, right? Obviously, because that's been in like a million different games. Yeah, it doesn't. It stands for damage effect factor. You see, in this game, damage is abbreviated as as DEF. Uh, and also, if you want to know what armor ratings are, they're, they they are called armor against thermal or kinetic or uh, or attack, uh, which is which is really surprising to me. Uh, <laughs> also, HP in this game does stand for hero points. <sighs> yeah, I mean, no. I'm, I'm guessing that the abbreviations are weird because this game was Swedish originally, but still, having damage be abbreviated as death is the weirdest thing. Yeah, it it fucked my shit right up because every time I would see it, I was like. What? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. God damn it. Damage effect factor. You know what? Effect and factor don't do anything in this calculation. You just wanted that to say death. Ugh. I hate you. (laughs) What's the damage effect factor of this gun? Three. Okay, how is that a factor? It's not. It's just a, it's just a rating. That's the amount of, it does it's three damage. It's, it's just three it's, damage. It does three damage. Okay. Well, why- no, because you see, it doesn't do three damage. What it does is three on a scale. Now you take that over to a thing, and you... Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. It, what, it, what it should do is damage, accept, and then exception uh, <laughs> zones, so it says Ds. And then you can also have the next stat be nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. the next stat is always nuts. Yeah, the, the amount the, your gun has the following amount of nuts. <laughs> nuts is what we call ammo. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Death for for, de- for damage is the stupidest thing in the world. Maybe it's because it's a translation thing. I don't, know. I don't know. What's your least favorite thing? Oh, that's a good question. So I, I want to say the least favorite thing, and this is, I mean, I've been harping on it the whole time. There's nothing to do here. Mm-hmm. There is a chart uh, towards the back of the book that gives you what happens at positive or negative levels Mm. from uh, zero all the way through 400. Mm -hmm. Because 400 is what you need in order to be enlightened. Babies. 400 babies. (laughs) Energy legs. (laughs) God (laughs) Barry, King of the juice. Now, for both sides, they basically just mirror each other for like, oh, if you're at... A plus 50, then people who are at a negative 25 don't want to be around you. And if you're at negative 50, people at a positive 25 don't want to be around you. Okay, great. Once you hit positive or negative 100, your shadow starts stalking you. And once you hit, like, 200, you have to fight them. (laughs) Which is weird, because in the positive section, it gets to a point where you're like, oh, you will never fight anyone ever unless it's extreme self-defense. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it is if your shadow attacks you. Yeah. So, great. My shadow self shows up and wants to get into a fist fight with me at some point. If you have to fight a shadow of yourself, it's because the next guy on the chart is Goro. Ah. So that's, you know, it's important at that point. (laughs) Ha. (laughs) ha. Maybe Motaro. I don't know which game you're (laughs) (sighs) playing. How droll. Mortal Kombat. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Yeah, so you get up there and then eventually you start just getting superpowers that it didn't mention anywhere it was like 300 well now you have complete control over time and space and i was like whoa back the fuck up what <laughs> what does that do how does that how does that work in play <laughs> how what you can't just throw that into a chart and then not explain it yeah it is amusing that it tries because it's like 150 your perception of time and space is altered to what <laughs> Well, you know, if it's level one, a werewolf. If it's level two, it's a dragon man. <laughs> on level three, I think it's some kind of bear. Some kind of bear. And you have to, like, kick a bunch of ants or something. I'm talking about Sega Genesis' Altered Beast. That's what we're talking That's about. That's what this is. In case you're really curious what's going on, because you're not damn near 40. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. So, yeah, the, the fact that there's only one thing to do, which is try to become enlightened, and no real way to interact with the world to do that especially in the positive one because once you hit like a hundred or more you stop having to like eat or drink you have no more cares in the world and all you do is focus on your thoughts and enlightenment i'm like oh boy that's a fun game yeah this is great every time the dm asks me what i'm doing it's meditating Mm -hmm. oh would you like to do something else no of course not i do not want to do anything I want for nothing. Yeah, great, thanks. Mm, uh, How how about the rest of you? Well, obviously, we're all the same thing because if any one of us had gone negative instead of positive, we would have hated each other by now. Oh yeah. So by the time any one of us got to like fifty to seventy five, we would have been peaced out immediately and yeah. be like, no, fuck you, I hate you now. So the high end of this game is just four blissed out monks hanging out in a garage. Or four sex murderers. Yeah. Well, not not. it's not recommended that you play <laughs> yeah, a sex... Yeah, you probably shouldn't be <laughs> sex murderers, but mm-hmm. you probably are if you're going to the negative 400. Yeah. It's just four guys quattro-bombing. <laughs> They're the quattro-bombers. Then there you have it. That's, there you go. Would you play this game? No. No. What? what how? What, what would I... Again, are, you, are you watching a Kingdom Hearts trailer right now? <laughs> what? How, what are you? Who? Wait. Wh- huh? What is? <laughs> why? I, I thought this had Final Fantasy guys in it. Why? Why is? Why is Buzz Lightyear being lifted up in a pillar of darkness? What the fuck is this game? <laughs> well, you see, his heart has been stolen, and he's about to become a heartless or a nobody or something. Or a no hearts. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, no hearts. <laughs> he's about to become a fartless. He's about to shoot the moon. <laughs> Hearts, <laughs> a game of cards. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and no, I would not play this. Yeah, no, no. I don't. I don't know why you would. Mm-hmm. Like, if you stripped out all of the weird Gnosticism and magic and dumb nonsense, this is a very basic create a guy generator. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then you can walk around and and be a dude. And I guess that's great. Yeah, it's perfect for playing a quick game of Gary's mod or something. I don't. I don't know what else you'd possibly do with. <laughs> I made a normal fellow. All right. Yeah, he goes but flipping. That's not Gary's mod. He goes flipping through the air. Uh, he spins around a lot. <laughs> he has a weird face, let me tell you that much. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> see. See with your special eyes. <laughs> My brand. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> it's, a b- <laughs> it's a bad game. It's a bad game. Pee pee doo doo <laughs> <laughs> Please don't play it. Yeah, I... You know what's weird, John, is that a new edition of this game came out this year weird. I know I I did a Wikipedia search to try and figure out why the heck it was so weirdly Swedish and it was like, oh, it's cuz it's from Sweden. I was like, oh, good. That that makes oh, sense well, to that me. Makes sense. And then it was like, also a new edition came out this year with a completely different rule set from a different team. Good. And I was like, why? I, I mean, great. Maybe is- they have an idea of what you're supposed to do. This is like when you that's to me that sounds like when you see those straight to DVD movies for a movie that should not have a sequel at all. Uh. Like some bomb from the 80s and then a sequel comes out for it like a 2018. You know, you've seen those, right? Like uh they'll be like a oh, hard target two. Oh, who's in this? Definitely not the guy that starred in Hard Target, which yeah. was Jean Claude Van Damme, I think. Probably or the other one. Anyway, Charles Bronson. Yeah, it was definitely Charles Bronson. No, because what's the rule? It's 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 uh. What's-his-face, uh, uh, Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme have a rule for their movies from the, from their, their heyday. One of them was only in movies with three-word titles, and the other was only in movies with two-word word titles. Yeah, so it was, Jean-Claude was in three. He was in three, so it would be a Steven Seagal movie then for Hard Target. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yep. Very good. You, I can, think. you can remember that by simply remembering Under Siege. Uh, yes, Under Siege. And Under Siege 2, which breaks the rules, Or Bloodsport, which also breaks it. Shit. This, Damn, watching. this doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah, at least the one for every other Star Trek movie is pretty good. Holds up. Yeah. Kinda. As long as you count uh, Galaxy Quest as, as one. Oh, does that, does that actually make it work? Yes. <laughs> you know we do, by Grapthar's hammer. What oh, that's savings. the guy again. There he is, Raven's Demon Storm or whatever yeah, the fuck his name Ra- was. Uh, Damon Dark Raven. Damon Dark Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Like, you couldn't just pick someone from history and be like, oh, yeah, the Marquis de Sade, whatever. Alistair Crowley, some particularly evil dude. Yeah. That guy, Vlad Dracul, Vlad Tepes, yeah, whatever. That would be fine, Anyone? but no, you had to make up Damon Darkraven. Countess Elizabeth Bastori was just standing there waiting for the call. And yet. Or Bathory, not Bastory. Yeah, I don't know why you said Bastory. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I was thinking of uh, singing Billy Bass Bass. What? I was thinking of singing Billy Bass, the the, fit, the novelty fish that sits on your wall and you press a button and it sings a song. Yeah. I was thinking uh, of Tori Amos. Mm-hmm. Tori Amos Lee a- does Billy Bass. It's Bass Tori, as it's known. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's Why Can't Bass Tori Read, the name of her first album. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone knows that Tori Amos is a singing novelty fish. Yeah, everyone know- knows that great album, Bass for Pele. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I knew an album from Tori Amos. You should be proud of me. I'm very proud of you. You did a great job on that. Songs from the Bass Hotel was also a big one. <laughs> and, of course, the big song, <laughs> Polly was a cornflake bass. There we go. I think, I, think we're... That's, I think that's as much Tori Amos-Bass crossover as we can do. Uh, I spent a lot of time in high school liking Tori Amos to get girls. Yeah, so well, I my could... sister spent I... a lot of time liking Tori Amos, and so I did not. Yeah, so uh, so I, I could do Tori Amos all day. Also, I could do Tori Amos all day. Hubba hubba. Uh, Anyhow. Hubba hubba hubba. (laughs) Money, money, money. money. Who who do do you you trust? trust? (laughs) And where is the bat <laughs> i'd paint the seven chakras of on her with lotus flowers or whatever i don't even lotus know something i'd draw seven concentric triangles around her and then on each side <laughs> i would write the following yeah, yeah we're done here <laughs> thank you so much for listening if you want to support us you can go to patreon.com system mastery support us at any level and you get bonus content including The bonus content we're about to do right now. Why, that's correct. We're going to make characters in this dumb, stupid, boring, crappy, crappy game. I said crappy twice. Will one of us be a wizard? Maybe. Probably. Will one of us just be a boring accountant or something? Also, maybe. I'm going to make a werewolf. Fuck the man. I'm gonna make a werewolf that fucks the man. <laughs> the man in the yellow hat, specifically. Yeah, you, didn't, you don't you don't pick you, it up. In have the, you in read a, my fiction? Yeah, it, you don't notice it so much in the Curious George books, but that dude's down to fuck werewolves. <laughs> if you just read my Curious George the Howling crossover fanfic, go to DeviantArt for God's sake! For God's sake, <laughs> get a little culture in your life and read my story where the man in the yellow hat violently fucks a werewolf. <laughs> You'd think it'd be the other way around, but no. The man in the yellow hat is a power top. He's there to lay down pipe (laughs) in werewolves. Yeah. They call him the furry plumber. Mm -hmm. Also, go to patreon.com slash systempastory for that, or whatever else it is that we happen to make, you goofs. Uh, And, and, uh, And finally... Uh, you can also find us at Facebook, Gmail, Twitter, Reddit, as System Mastery. Uh, you can go to uh, Twitter specifically, look at our link, or, uh, pinned post, and head to our Discord through there. Nice folks having good times in yeah, there. It's good I just, conversations. Uh, made a happiness channel. You can go and tell people about how happy you are yeah. what good things are going on in your life. There's good folks in there. Lots of good discussions. They're doing their own secret Santa thing that we had nothing to do with. I love that. Yeah, no prompting or anything. Yeah. These people are amazing. Yeah, they do stuff without prompting. I can't imagine a world. I can't where, where, imagine a world. Where I would do and that. if I can't imagine a world, then I've enlightened. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I wanted to make a a joke about the Matrix, but I couldn't think of one. What's Jet Li even doing there? Man, I don't know. Yeah. Collecting a paycheck? Something. Anyhow, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time with yet more System Mastery. Hashtag CW Goof Troop.